We are the end of a millennium. We are a decade of decadence. We are the 90s. Hello and welcome back to another episode of We the 90s, the report style 90s theme podcast that takes us back to all the great things that made the 90s our favorite decade. I'm Thomas and with me are your co-hosts, Lizzie, David, and Joe. How quick was that? Wow. <laughs> that was, that was good, was record breaking. Uh, what, are we, what are we doing? Uh, we're about to become overnight celebrities. <laughs> I was <gonna> Over a <laughs> few Joe, nights. Joe doesn't get it. Over three. Joe? No. Twister? No. No. Jamie Foxx? No. Just maybe Buster Rhymes. Eminem, fast talking rapper. Eminem, there you go. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, and uh, thank you for coming back. And we have a very special treat for you today, and that it is our new host's first episode. So Lizzie is going to be reporting on some topic that none of us know about. <laughs> uh, I think you're going to be really excited by this because she brings a different perspective that we've already talked about. The white girl perspective, right? So why is he what looking at me and saying that? About, because I'm scared like, of her. <laughs> I don't know. I'm scared to look like, at her while Tupac. I say this. Why are they thing. ignoring her? <laughs> Tupac? Yeah, that's Wouldn't what that be say. a curveball? That would be. That would be, that would be sick. I would do that. I'm pretty sure it's going to follow the white girl path right here. Uh, I think I know you. Probably not. And and I think uh, she's also going to bring a more detailed approach to this because, I don't know if she's told you already, her report today is how long, Lizzie? It's five pages. It's five pages. And you see how excited she is about that? <laughs> Normally, you would be exhausted. You, you typed stuff? Uh, oh. Yes. Oh. I mean, I type stuff for this. It's not five pages. Six pages? Five. Five, sorry. So we're overstating. Well, depending on the font size. <laughs> <laughs> or the font type. Which type did you use? Uh, Lado, which is... Uh, the fuck is what Lado? is Lado? Lado? Oh, it's you our, use it's our font for our... Ariel or Ariel? No. Calibri. Ar- Helvetica? Hel- what's that one? What Helvetica? Or Hel- Helvetica? What's pronounced? What is going on here? Whatever happened to Times New Roman? Right. Was it, wasn't uh, that the font of the My favorite font. Real fancy. You know what my favorite font is? Uh, <laughs> Century School Book Gothic. Gothic oh, Century Jesus School Book? God. Favorite font. The <laughs> cursive one? No. Okay. So. That's script. What? <laughs> Stop. What script? <laughs> yeah, what script? Um, uh, okay. Are we gonna get clues on the air? Oh, uh, she. Well, I'll, I'll just hand it over and let her take it. Yeah. And stop mansplaining her episode. Uh, yes, thank you. Got it. Okay, so I didn't send anyone clues. Am I very loud? Do I have to push this? No, now you're better. You I think I'm going to get louder. Gonna, so well, you do what so you need to we'll do. We'll fix it in post. We have knobs. Okay. <laughs> I usually play with the knobs when she. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah. So, um, my question today, what do you think it is? So, it has not only multiple awards, um, has gotten millions of dollars, but also has keys to a city and has two days honoring it and has its own cruise and... Batman. Will th- oh, this may throw you for a loop, which I learned today, has its own comic book. Batman. I knew it was Batman. <laughs> We're doing Batman part two. I'm so ready for this. If there's a Batman cruise, though, we <laughs> need to fucking look that up. Nope. 
Sabrina has its own yes, cruise? Yes, it does. That's pretty bad. Sabrina oh, wait, a teenage witch? I don't know witch? if it does have a cruise. They have There's a, only a, one a pop. A hip, not, I don't know what that's called. Oh, Selena. Oh, wait, Serena? No. Who's the Stop talking. Selena. But no. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Again, I'm white okay. Did you know Kid Rock has his own cruise, too? There's a lot of weird cruises out there. That's there why are. Like, Kid Rock coming Apparently. at you soon. <laughs> uh, no, not Kid Rock. That uh, will be saved it. for you. Um, Bob you. Marley. The Marley Cruise. Mm-mm. I don't think they have days. I mean, 420 it might be their day. <laughs> there is a relation to 420, <laughs> oh, which I'll get into. What are but we, not a relation that you think uh, of. What are we... So, its own cruise in that... I'm guessing it's a person. So, this person or these people yeah. are on the cruise or it's yes. themed around this thing? On the cruise. Okay. And kind of themed. Shaq. Shaq is, wasn't he on Carnival Cruise? Oh, yes, he was, but no. Yeah, I don't see you (laughs) knowing anything about Shaq. How much longer do I wait? David, anything from you? Yeah, David's been quiet (laughs) here. (laughs) Just letting it go, man. (laughs) Are we ready? Today? Are you still going? You're still going? (laughs) I'm done. Are you done? Okay. Today's topic is the motherfucking... Street Boys. Oh my God, we're back again. Brother, sisters, everybody sing. Gonna bring the flame, I'll show you how. Got a question for you, better answer now. The Backstreet Boys cruise? There is. I see that more than I see the days. Oh no, they have a cruise. And they have a comic book. It's like a 24 hour cruise, right? No, it's like a three day cruise. Do they even have that many songs? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Just wait. You will know all about them by the end of my report. That sound different from each other? Don't shit on my topic, please. Jesus. <laughs> Excuse me while I recalibrate our fucking mixer here. Okay. Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Oh, they said they'd be back, and now they are. They are back. They turned out good, though. I mean, look at Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I, I was there with you for a second. I was about to be like, that's Thomas the only one. <laughs> Thomas uh, all. Okay. So, uh, not a very... Um, Familiar topic or very exciting topic, but for me it is. Um, so fuck you guys. <laughs> I'll be into it. I like Sync better. Don't let David fool you though. He knows all those songs. I know. I'm sure he does. He knew enough to make the comment about Justin Timberlake purposely <laughs> because it's not the same band. Yeah. So he knows enough. Backstreet Boys, often abbreviated as BSB, is an American vocal group formed in Orlando, Florida, in 1993. Um, April 20th, to be exact. Um, the group funny. consists of five male members, AJ McLean, Howie Durow, Nick Carter, Kevin Richardson, and, and Brian Luttrell. Um, Kevin was the oldest at 22 years old, and Nick was only 13 when he joined. Jeez. So, big gap between all of them. In 1992, um, the famous record producer and manager, and manager Lou Perlman, um, he later was the record producer for NSYNC, O-Town... LFO, a lot of boy bands. Um, he placed an ad in the Orlando Sentinel to compose a vocal group. AJ, who was the first to audition, uh, became the first member. And later on, Nick, Howie, and Kevin were ultimately selected. Brian, who is actually Kevin's cousin, 
flew from Kentucky to Orlando to formally join the group on April 20th, hence the anniversary date. Pearlman decided to call them Backstreet Boys after Orlando's Backstreet Market, which is an outdoor flea market near International Drive. Oh, shit. Which was a famous teen hangout. The Backstreet Boys. Yes. That was a flea famous market. For <laughs> Backstreet flea Boys, market. famous for a flea market in fucking Orlando. In Orlando, Florida. A shithole. Well, no. It's, it's not, not Disney World. No. Well, that much Kissimmee's else? got Disney World. Okay, true, technically. Orlando's got nothing. Nothing. Sea World. Backstreet Boys. It, Orlando, I think, was the hub of boy bands back in the day. So. That's weird. Why was that? I don't know. Um, probably because they all wanted to move there to get involved in the entertainment industry and ended up being in a boy band. Uh, uh, because there's so many other places. After they settled the molestation cases from Disney, the outskirts are right there. So. Oh, so it was their own pool of picking and choosing. Uh Moving on. Um, The Backstreet Boys had their very first performance at SeaWorld on May 8th. Holy shit. So from April 20th, they they formed, and then on May 8th, they already had their first performance. So not even like 20 days together. So not only do they keep giant whales in small tanks, they also kick-started Backstreet Boys. Yes, although they don't keep giant whales in small tanks anymore. Was this in Blackfin? Uh, no, because this is bad. It's blackfish. Thank you oh, very shit. much, but no, it was not. What's blackfin? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, oh I know what that is, but I'll, I'll talk about it later. Um, the group then continued to perform in various venues for throughout the summer, um, including shopping malls, restaurants, and also a high-profile charity gala in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. I don't know what That's charity, close to but. Us. Yeah, so that's very close. Um, <laughs> with a change in management, they began to tour schools across the U.S., building a fan base while trying to get a record deal. Mercury Records almost signed them, but they dropped out at the last minute because longtime Mercury recording artist John, artist John Mellicamp threatened to leave the label if they got into the boy band business. Jesus. Yeah. John Mellicamp, I feel like I've heard that name. He's like, uh, he's like one of he those Heartland rock Oh, I was going to say Eminem or he, he must have been like a, a punchline in a South Park episode or some shit Probably. for us to know him. Um, in February 1994, um, Jeff Fenzer and David Renzer, Fenzer, Renzer, <laughs> um, from Jive Records and Zomba Records saw the group perform at a high school in Cleveland and signed them to their first record deal. So about a year later, they were signed. Um, at the end of December 1994, the group... F- flew to Sweden to record their very few songs, including the song We've Got It Going On, which ended up being their first single. Um, The song was sent to radio in August of 95. In North America, the group broke out from a radio station in Montreal um, after they had heard it in Europe. Um, The song was a minor success in the U.S., peaking at only number 69. But it entered the top five in countries like Germany, Switzerland, Austria, France, and the Netherlands. Lizzie, you leave a space between 69 and the next thing you're going to say so David can make an inappropriate joke. Right. Okay. That's why I purposely moved on. (laughs) So they got popular in countries that are known for oppression and not letting people decide what they want? Yeah. Cool. Are there any black black street boys? (laughs) Are they? No. No. There are no no black, but there are uh, Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Which one? Puerto Rican. Oh. Howie. Mm-hmm. Howie. Howie is Puerto Rican. Well, he's mm. Puerto Rican Irish. Why is it? Why is it okay that? Oh, there's no black, but there's Puerto Rican. Like that's a good like option. It's a minority. This is not. They're they're not all white. 
You pick. The, it was also the nineties. You pick the American Hispanic out yeah. of all the Hispanics. That's true. Yeah, we we are the <laughs> like you can't even say brown with us. Like we're not we're not even there. Uh, European European success sent them there on a summer tour. Um, so they got bigger in Europe than they did before they got to the U.S. That seems to be the trend. Yeah. Okay, Once again, U.S. You know, behind. No, I, I think, think it's because they get them over another country. So by the time they get, they're introduced in the U.S. They have such a backing already with internationals and stuff. So. Yeah. Our rap and rock culture here didn't have room for that at the time. Like when that was all coming up. 90s, yeah, they it mentioned was more that, like, that. That wasn't really yeah. the genre at the time. So it was just not. Whereas, like overseas. They're more They're like Beatles for, people right. or like yeah. soft, not softer, but like, you know, pop goes more into that than it does some gangster rap. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, instruments. And also like <laughs> punk rock in the 90s yeah. was also really big. So yeah. there wasn't really a space for boy bands yet. So the group finished recording their first album entitled Backstreet Boys um, in the spring of 96. And it was released internationally on May 6th, excluding the U.S. and Canada. However, it was later released in Canada in October. Um, their popularity grew in Europe. Their next single, I'll Never Break Your Heart, reached a gold status in Germany for selling 250,000 copies, and they were voted the number one international group. Uh, they also earned their first platinum record in Germany in 96 for selling 500,000 copies of their debut album, and they shortly thereafter began touring Asia and Canada. Their second album, Backstreet's Back, was released internationally, except the U.S., on August 11th in 1997. A day later, uh, finally, their first debut self-titled U.S. album, Backstreet Boys, which consisted of their songs from the international debut album and Backstreet Boys, Backstreet's Back was released. So two albums internationally before U.S. even had their first album out here. So it combined the two together in the hmm. U.S. album. This was 96? 97. Seven. Seven. Ninety-seven. Uh, the U.S. self-titled, de- self-titled debut peaked at number four on the U.S. album chart and eventually sold 14 million copies. Meanwhile, the second international release, Backstreet's Back, peaked at number one in Germany, Norway, Switzerland, Finland, the Netherlands, Belgium, and Austria, selling five million copies. The most successful single from Backstreet's Back and the U.S. debut album were Everybody, Backstreet's Back, and As Long As You Love Me. The two self-titled albums sold more than 28 million copies worldwide. In November 1997, doctors discovered later on that a congenital hole in Brian's heart had enlarged. So he had actually postponed open heart surgery twice to meet touring obligations. And he finally went, underwent surgery in 98 in the middle of the Backstreet's Back tour in order for him to recover. That was kind of a... Is this guy alive? He is. He's actually... He had... um, They're all alive. Yeah. He had a heart condition, like, when he was born. So he had, like, open heart surgery when he was, like, an infant. Jesus. And and he put this on hold? Yes. He put it on hold twice to meet touring obligations. What a shitty world. Yeah. I think that was the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also in 98, Brian brought in a lawsuit against Lou Perlman, their manager, um, claiming that Perlman had not been truthful about the earnings made by the group. Since the group's formation, Perlman and his company took about $10 million in revenue while the band only got $300,000. 
What? Yeah. In the following year, the rest of the boys joined the lawsuit, which eventually resulted in a number of settlements. So you, and I'll get into that later. How do you not know you're making that much money? I don't know. They also were very young no. and didn't know any better. And <laughs> that, that, always, that reminds me. You don't understand me. the business behind it. And it was that, the 90s. They're just but you can before. see the people in the crowds, and I'm sure you know, like, ticket values and, like, at least the question has to be there with Rock that kind of sales. That boy joined when he was, sales. what, 13? Radio time. Yeah. Yeah, but that you've got little child didn't even height. know math yet. <laughs> Maybe no. the other ones did. But... I think people learn math before 13. <laughs> Do you know math, Thomas? We talk to you every day. Yeah, I am a special care. exception. Oh, okay. Whereas I still don't know math. And wait, they... between all of them, 300,000? 300,000 between all of them. How many no, are there? Five. So what does that break down to? <laughs> 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 this is the point that I'm Again, math. What does that math break down to? 60,000. Well, actually, I, I says, it says... Uh, while the band only got so yeah i would think in total it doesn't right. say per if, person if that's the case i mean if it's number. 300 per person then maybe but if it's 300 for the band you're out you're traveling you're doing all these things and you're only pulling in 60,000 like that's questionable well they pro- i'm sure the management had like brainwashed them also right, probably raping these little boy manipulated. bands <laughs> You're also not spending money while you're on the road. Everything is covered. That's how they get through that. It's like, yeah, this is how much you're making, but this is how much we had to pay for you. Yeah. So this is only it out, like... your net profit. So if if this podcast became anything, right? And we're, you know, I, I tell you guys every week, Who's it's like in charge right, one of week the finances. This <laughs> God, it's Thomas. We're gonna need to switch so, this. Before. So that's the thing. If if I tell you, we get, you know. 10,000 downloads in our first week every week and I always tell us we got to put in two of these different uh, spots radio spots um, and they change you know every two weeks or so and then I say all right here's your amount for the month $15 aren't you going to be like wait that's all this makes like you wouldn't even ask the question it's 10,000 people listening it's 10,000 music baby Sure. Is, is that what making music So and who's the guy who brought them, the lawsuit? So. Brian. All right. Good on Brian. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite. He, well, He's the one with the heart I'll condition? I'll get into yes. that. Yes. God, I feel I'll get for into that favorites. guy. I don't have a heart condition, but. You're going to say Nick Carter, aren't you? Hey, just, just so you'll get there later. I'll get there. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Oh, Aaron's brother. Oh, my God. You, I'm, I, <laughs> see, <laughs> that just goes to show how much you actually know, because Thomas has no idea what you're talking about. He does lost me. Okay. So on uh, Valentine's Day 1998, the group debuted in Latin America um, at a festival in Chile. Um, Later that year, on October 7th, the group received the keys to the city from the mayor of Orlando in honor of... What? Orlando has more like a combination lock. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) All right, continue. (laughs) I thought that was, I'm glad we just made that Are connection because the key to Orlando is like, cool. <laughs> it's not even Kissimmee. You can't even get into Disney. <laughs> the key to Orlando. All right, go ahead, Lizzie. Thomas is sleeping over tonight. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you got the key, if you were like a pop star and you got the keys to Sunrise, Florida, I think you'd be fucking excited. Well, yeah. Also, if I thought I was making $60,000 and I got the keys to Sunrise, Florida, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm the mayor. I'm the mayor. Good. I feel like you didn't get the keys to the house. (laughs) (laughs) 
Which that didn't happen uh, one night, I heard. <laughs> Ouch, that's true. <laughs> that night that you locked him out from the airport. That was a oh, yes. though. I didn't lock him out. I put the, it was the it safety was the, lock. Yeah, yeah, Holy shit, we made so much noise. <laughs> and she did not wake up. You got the key, but uh, you don't have the key to that bolt lock. Nope. Mm. Uh, okay, so yeah, I got the keys to the city. Um, and then uh, that day was also declared as Backstreet Boys Day in Orlando. They then began to record their third studio album entitled Millennium. Uh, the worldwide hit single, I Want It That Way, topped the singles charts in over 25 countries. Uh, Millennium was released on May 18th, 1999, on which day the Backstreet Boys made a heavily publicized appearance on MTV's Total Request Live. Who's the host of Total Request Live? Uh, Carson Daly. And who did he sit next to? Fred Durst. Or Margaret uh-huh. Hoover. Stop! <laughs> I, I had to put that together. TRO. What does it stand for? Oh, right. <laughs> Seriously? I've got it. I'm there now. I'm part you of the married? <laughs> My God. Do you remember watching it and like just seeing the mobs of people on the street? They had to like close down the fucking Do you not remember the last Times episode Square? where he discussed in detail his morning lineup of cartoons? He was yes. not watching TRL in the morning. Yeah, well, TRL wasn't reason- in the morning. It. It debuted on like four o'clock yeah, on weekdays. The only reason to turn on MTV was for Cribs, which I believe was on MTV. Yes. yes. That was the only reason. Negative, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the album entered the Billboard 200 at number one and managed to sell 1,134,000 copies in its first week of release. Um, four singles were released, I Want It That Way, Larger Than Life, Show Me the Meaning Being Lonely, and The One. Millennium became the best-selling album of 1999 in the U.S., selling in total 9,445,732 copies. It also holds the record for most shipments in one year. I don't really know what that means. They that only mean? shipped them out in 10 CDs at once, so. just so they could break a record. Oh, okay. No, I made that oh, up. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but they had 11 million shipments, so I don't, I don't know what that means. Interesting. Millennium remained on the Billboard chart for 93 weeks, eventually selling over 12 million copies in the United States and being certified 13 times platinum. As of January 2013, the album stands as the fourth best-selling album in the U.S. of the sound scan era. Now, what is the sound scan era, you ask? Do you know what it is? You were going to answer that. I was, but do you know what it is? No. No. Oh, okay. Scan disc? It is the method of tracking sales of music and music video products through the United States and Canada. So before, they used, when they were like tracking data for like billboard charts, they used to just call up record stores and say like, how is this album selling? Wow. But then they started to have a tracking system and it's a subscription-based service and sales data comes from the cash registers and it's like they when they scan the barcode it processes um and that's how they collect the data they're phasing humans out Mm -hmm. how many jobs did we lose with sound scan i don't know but how many jobs have we lost now that they probably don't use sound scan anymore oh shit on june 2nd 1999 the backstreet boys embarked on the into the millennium tour which comprised of 115 sold out shows in 84 cities with some additional dates added due to high demand um the second leg of the tour was sold out on august 14th on its sale date and broke sales records the concert at the georgia dome in atlanta was the fifth most uh, most attended concert in American history and the most attended concert by a pop artist. Huh. Please repeat that. 
that statement, that last thing. The concert at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta was the fifth most attended concert in American history and the most attended concert by a pop artist. That doesn't seem Britney didn't break that? Britney, do you know the fucking countries that Michael Jackson sold out? He's pop. Well. He's the king of pop, literally. I thought he was just His name's Michael. Yeah. By October 1999, the Backstreet Boys faced new problems, declaring their current Jive record contract null and void, and they striked one of the largest record deals ever, valued at $60 million with Jive. In the 2000s, BSB continued their pop stardom by releasing their fourth album, which sold 1.6 million discs in the U.S. in the first week. Um, making them the first artist since the Beatles to achieve back-to-back million-plus first-week sales. Um, in On June 23, 2006, uh, Kevin Richardson left Backstreet Boys to pursue other interests. They departed amicably, and the door was always open for him to return. Uh, following his departure, the group suggested uh, was suggested to change their name to Backstreet, but they declined. Um, they also turned down an offer to star in a reality show to find a new member, but they turned that down as well. Kind of always saying that they were hoping that he would always come back. So um, they didn't want to find another person. Did he ever come back? He does. <gasps> back didn't back. you see them come yeah. back what was the guy's in name? the movie? Kevin Richardson? No. What movie? I don't remember. This In the end? This is the end? Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Are the one end. of them was one of the singers at the end of uh, I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. Oh, that, that was, was just one of. Okay, I'm talking about the actual that? movie. No, I don't know who that was. Okay. Probably it was Lance Bass. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who's not a member? No, of the again, <laughs> again, oh, you know more than. You're just you're just proving my oh, point. Yeah. How more big and more. of a fan he is. <laughs> uh, you secretly listen to it in your car. It's fine. To all of it. The group continued to record their sixth and seventh album and tour without Kevin um, in 2012 and. Um, and on 2012, the Backstreet Boys finally announced that Kevin Richardson would be rejoining them. Um, so he took about a six-year hiatus. Probably because the world's supposed to end. Yeah. When? In the meantime, he did, like, a bunch of stuff. Like, he starred in um, the Broadway show Chicago and um, as, like, the lead guy in that. Um, but he came back. Um, Backstreet Boys celebrated their 20th anniversary on April 20th. 2013. So on their anniversary, they received a star on the Hollywood Wall uh, Walk of Fame, um, and then two days later, they um, was declared as Backstreet Boys Day in Hollywood, um, and then they went on a 20th anniversary tour. Back to the Lou Pearlman lawsuit in 2014, they went to court. Um, the group alleged that Pearlman still owed them three million over three million dollars. Um, and they are were asking for an additional $87,000 in legal fees for having to fight him in court for all this time. Um, the group received a settlement of only $99,000 in cash. 34 audio tape reels, 26 CDs, 7 studio mastering audio tapes, and just a bunch of other stuff. So they asked for a lot of money, and they got some. In 2017, the group signed a deal for Las Vegas residency. It was 80 show series that went on through 2019. Um, and, and then in 2018, they signed with RCA Records um, and they actually released their ninth album entitled DNA and went on a world tour in 2019. DNA marked nearly six years since the last Backstreet Boys album release. 
um, yet it still debuted at number one, marking the third longest gap between number one albums. Um, Paul McCartney has the first longest for a 36-year gap, and Santana has the second longest for 28-year gaps between two number one albums. The group has received eight Grammy Award nominations as of 2019, including four nominations in 2000. The group has also received two American Music Awards, five Billboard Music Awards, two MTV Video Music Awards, a Juno Award, among many others. Um, their net worth currently is about $200 million, with Brian, Howie, and AJ all tied with $45 million each. They have had top 10 debuts on Billboard charts for all of their albums, the only band with that, the only boy band with that recognition. Um, and they are the highest selling boy band of all time with 130 million records sold, hitting gold, platinum, and diamond status in 45 different countries. What do those stand for? What? Gold, platinum, and diamond. It's the number it's, of records you've sold. Right, yeah. how many is oh, each I don't, is. Oh, I don't know how much each is. I don't know at what point you hit. <clears throat> those gold. are worldwide? Those yes. Numbers? Yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see what the comparisons like worldwide versus US. So yeah, that's where they're at now. Um, and they had a second leg of their DNA uh, world tour that has been postponed due to COVID. So I have a few fun facts that I well, I have a lot of fun facts. Um, <laughs> first fun fact: Brian and Kevin are first cousins. Um, Nick has a small cameo in the movie Edward Scissorhands. He, I, I looked it up. He, he's the kid with, that runs and skids on a, um, fuck, what is it called? The water things that you saw. Slip and yeah. slides. Slip and slides. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a very, very short clip, but that's Nick Carter. Did you know that? I Before did. doing this research? Nope. I figured you made me watch that movie. You would have told no me idea. that that was a thing. Yeah. Um, AJ once lived in the same building as Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, and Ryan Gosling, and he apparently offered a spot mm-hmm. in BSB to Ryan, but he turned it down. Yeah. I, was, I didn't know that. Ryan Gosling. Yes. Yes. The Disney Club. Yep. Oh, yep. So Ryan Gosling can actually sing. I would be surprised to find out. He was in the Disney. Was, he, he was a Disney yeah. kid. Oh, and he sang in La La Land. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking La La Land, but I, I mean, with titles. that, you can always, you know, do yeah, some editing so. and shit like that. Um, yeah, um, Brian, again, Brian, he suffers from vocal tension dysphonia, which is a tightening around his vocal cords, which impaired his vocal range. So he actually, his singing style has changed dramatically since they started as to when he's, as to now, um, because of that, he actually hid the condition from his group for a long time and he secretly entered, um, therapy for it because to try and, uh, Whatever happened it, to but... the good old days where artists just were, like, abusing drugs? Oh, just wait. Oh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> In 2001, they performed the American National Anthem at Super Bowl 35 in Tampa, Florida. Um, the group made a cameo in the 2013 movie This Is The End as fictional Yay. versions of themselves, mm-hmm. performing their song Everybody Backstreet's Back, which earned them an award for Best Musical Moment at the 2014 MTV Movie Awards. That you know should not be... Yeah, there's there's too many there's too many things. Why why does music television have a movie awards? I don't know. Well, even that. Their well, their cameo. For... Do you remember their cameo in that movie? Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. it was great. It was, it was a great awesome. Little cameo for the fact that there's a uh, 
category or for the fact that there was better things out there? Well, there there shouldn't be a category because there shouldn't be an award show. Yes to all the above? That's correct. So what else do you think should have won in the 2013 category of best musical moment? If you allow me to do research. Please do. Let's let's please stop it. Nope, let's not do it now. Okay. Put that one on the wall. What was the category? Best musical moment in 2014 MTV movie. 2013, what came out? I'm, I'm looking it up. Jurassic Park. Well, you also, I mean, you have to look at what was nominated. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I think you have to be good in your industry to have an award show. Like, who the fuck are you? Can we agree that the greatest show MTV ever created was okay. Celebrity Deathmatch? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Segway so to far. a future episode. Judge Mills Lane, let's get it on. Love it. I actually thought Mills Lane was a real referee. I didn't know he was a fucking judge. He technically is a referee. <laughs> He's not a real judge. Back to the Backstreet Boys. Oh, shit. Sorry. Oh, wait. Did we figure out 2013 no, MTV? No, no, we'll, we'll do that. For... No, but I'm God damn it. That's why we fired Joe from Researcher and hired her as host that says the least amount of things. Yeah, that's, that's a great That's topic. your choice. That's what I wanted to be. All right, Lizzie, take it away. Or back. Okay. Oh, back. Oh. Backstreet's back. Uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> On the night of September 10th, 2001, the, again, Brian, uh, this poor guy. Uh, the band had completed a sold-out show in Boston. Uh, the following morning, Brian's wife had planned to catch a flight back to Los Angeles aboard the American Airlines Flight 11, along with set carpenter Daniel Lee, who was returning home to see his wife, who was due to give birth to their second child. That night, however, Brian's wife canceled her flight after deciding to spend more time with her husband. Tragically, Daniel Lee went on that air on that flight um, among that, and he was one of the 92 people who were killed on the hijacked plane that was crashed into the North Tower of the World Trade Center. Holy shit. Yeah. Not very, not so much a fun fact, but a crazy fact. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In August 2015, band members Nick, Howie, and AJ filmed a movie that Nick wrote entitled Dead 7. The film centers around a ragtag band of gunslingers operating during a post-apocalyptic zombie plague. Uh, the movie premiered on April 1st, 2016 on Sci-Fi Channel, and members of NSYNC, 98 Degrees, and O-Town are in it, and I want to see it Yeah, so why the bad. fuck have we never seen that? <laughs> Joe? Huh? Zombies? What about, I missed the whole thing. Jesus what happened? Christ. She never, she, uh, remember that time she said the same thing you said? <laughs> that was funny. Uh, repeat that part so Joe can hear it this time. In August 2015, band members Nick, Howie, and AJ filmed a movie that Nick wrote entitled Dead 7. The film centers around a ragtag band of gunslingers operating during a post-apocalyptic zombie plague. And I need to get it. Nope. What does O-Town stand for? Orlando. Are you fucking kidding me, Orlando? I'm not lying. All Jesus. these boy bands come out of Orlando. Yeah, you know, people always talk shit about Hialeah, but I feel like Orlando has done... <laughs> More to bring Florida backwards than uh, ninety eight degrees anywhere. Of Orlando? Why? Why would it be backwards? I don't know. I just don't like boy bands. <laughs> Neither did it America. Was boy bands in the nineties. Okay, they were booming. I mean, everything about the nineties was wrong. But boy bands in the nineties were. But what's a boy even band? Wronger. I think a band of boys. <laughs> Do you like Jackson Five? Do I like the Jackson Five? I don't know a single thing that they did. Really? ABC. ABC. I was just gonna say the only Sing one it. he might know. Oh, ABC, it's easy as do re me. What country did you grow up in? I mean, that was a Hialeah. great rendition <laughs> of the song. Lizzie sang ABC. ABC, 
It's easy as one, two, yeah. three. It's so simple as Dolby. Oh wow! One, two, three, baby, you and me. Girl. That was that was the Jackson Five. Yeah, yeah. It's little Michael Jackson. Holy shit! Which is, I guess, a, it was also the. Um, that's by your definition, by it, your definition, it, that's a boy Janet, band. Janet wasn't in it. No, no, it's all the boys. Really? Yeah, she did her own okay. thing always. I guess I'm seeing boy band more as like pop. You don't like the pop. matching outfits, right. the, the choreographed. The, Okay, Dance but that's moves. that's the, the Jackson Five. The genre, if you go back and watch the yeah. genre rather than the literal well, boy band, that's a band of boys, right? So like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't like Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the way that they did that. Like, I don't know NSYNC's backstory. Like, I know Jackson Five. All right, they're all brothers, whatever. But like, ba- like, hey, we're gonna we have NSYNC a plan. Was the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, like we have, see, a, we have a plan to like have five people together problem. and go, oh, yeah. and it's just like Spice we're girls, having auditions for the, like it's like if it happens organic, that's different than yeah. just, we want to just throw all you guys together and go do this. It's like, yeah. Also, it wasn't very you know all white dudes, and I guess a Puerto Rican, <laughs> and both of the main boy bands. What was O Town? Um, white, I think. <clears throat> they all were white. Yeah. See, it was just yeah. Was also the 90s. I get it, but still, it doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't make it right, but it wasn't like a thing. I think I don't want to stereotype for or speak on behalf of like a race, but if you're a young aspiring black guy, you're not you're, trying to get yeah, into a you're boy not band. you're not in a boy band. I mean, you're rapping black in the 90s. Be in the be middle true. of Biggie versus Tupac. You're not. Singing. Well, there, the there were. Back. There were. I mean, it wasn't pop. It was R and B, right? There weren't there R and B bands. Isn't that Blackstreet and? I keep thinking B twelve. <laughs> that's a vitamin. One twelve. One twelve. Yes. That's a group. Yes. Anywhere. They were like the two thousands, but yeah. R and B. Late nineties, yeah. Jagged Edge. Yeah. Like you mean like that? Yeah. That was like two thousand. Those aren't considered boy bands. They're because you. Uh, they were men. Were they men at that time? <laughs> yes. Were they men? The, men? the word boys isn't in their name. <laughs> <laughs> so true. stupid. All right. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Where okay. we were. Okay. Um, in 2016, uh, Nick was arrested on battery charges after punching a bouncer at a bar in Key West. What do you say? Uh, they wouldn't let him in. Nice. Because <laughs> he was already drunk. So. Oh, so not because him. he was Nick from right. Backstreet No, because he was already very intoxicated. Must have been some NSYNC fans. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Um, AJ went through a phase of um, drug and alcohol addiction. He actually came, got onto the set of one of their music videos, The Call, High on Cocaine, um, which people believe may be the reason why he's wearing sunglasses in the video the entire time. Yeah, he entered rehab in 2001. And then again in 2002, following an intervention from bandmate Kevin Richardson. Kevin worked at Disney World before joining the group, and he played Aladdin. He was also a Versace model. Um, and then during his leave of absence from the group, like I said, he starred in Chicago. So Kevin, the Kevin. one who punched somebody. No, that's no. Nick. Okay, Nick. Nick. Kevin. Kevin left the group. Played Aladdin. Played Aladdin. Okay. He looks like Aladdin. Brian is the one I like? Yes. What is Kevin? Uh, Background. He's, he's from Kentucky. So we got Kevin, whitewasher, Brian, heart condition, good guy. Oh, my God. AJ, drugs. Well. <laughs> what was the other guy's name? Howie. Is the Howie Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican. Yeah. And then. The Nick. Nick. Bounce puncher. 
he he's the one who's gone through some shit. Like he he's Aaron Carter's brother, so there's like that whole thing. Exactly. You have no idea. Who is Aaron Carter? Aaron Carter, I mean, Aaron Carter like two songs brought up seven times. Because of Nick's popularity, I'm sure yeah. Aaron Carter so became a, a pop single singer. pop yeah. guy, and he okay. had like a, an album or two. <laughs> and um, but now Aaron Carter is like fucked up, and like him and like Nick has a restraining order against him now because Aaron's like fucked up in the head and like threatened his family and like all this shit. God, there needs to be an episode on <laughs> drug addicted. Celebrities of the 90s. Yeah. Come okay. on, man. We got so many people here. <laughs> Plus two with the twins. The Olsen twins. Well, it's it's these, you know, these kids. Oh, I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, the kids that are getting into the industry. Yeah. And it's the same thing in all other industries. It's the same thing in fucking baseball. Think and sync. they only had the alcohol. Right? I don't know if it was drugs. Mm, that you know of. Well, sure. That they got caught for. That they got caught for. I don't know any of I don't know if any have been, been arrested. No, no, I don't think, think so. I think Joey had like a weight issue, and then yeah. one of them had like a drinking thing. Wholesome. Um, in addition to the group lawsuit against Lou Perlman, Perlman was also sentenced to 25 years in federal prison in 2008 for one of the largest and longest running Ponzi schemes. Love that. Um, he pleaded guilty to two counts of conspiracy and single counts of money laundering and presenting a false claim in bankruptcy court. Prosecutors allege Perlman scammed individuals out of an estimated $2 million and banks out of another $1 million. And he later died in prison in Miami in 2016. Right, Miami on the map. You know, Joe's a part of a Ponzi scheme. She sells shampoo or something. (laughs) Is that what that is? Is that a pyramid thing? Do you still do that? Mm -hmm. I have an account. Do they have dandruff stuff? (laughs) You've asked me this. You need to use the oil. Head and shoulders. All right. You guys may like this or may completely hate it. So don't kill the messenger. Nick, who's a comic book fan, met comic book writer Steve... uh, Steve. Sorry. Sorry. Stan Lee in 2000. Um, He told Stan Lee about his original concept of a six-issue series of comic books featuring members of the Backstreet Boys as superheroes called Cyber Crusaders. Uh, Stan Lee was interested in the concept. However, they ultimately decided to make it only one issue. The comic book, titled Backstreet Project, was released in 2000 and was available for purchase at the concerts and online stores between 2000 and 2001. That's the highest uh, selling comic worldwide ever, right? Uh, for a boy band? Stop talking. Yeah, for a boy band. Uh, that's pretty cool. I mean... I mean that that just makes me think that Stanley is a cool dude. All right, no, or... it doesn't make me think any worse or more of Backstreet Boys. I mean, it's not a great concept, but also Stanley this? didn't Who have great concepts. Nick? Ugh, just made it worse for me. <laughs> Why couldn't it have been Brian or something? Did Nick punch a yes, cyborg was, bouncer that, that, <laughs> in the comic? Yeah, right. in, in the comic. Is that part of it? Brian met his now wife on the set of the "As Long as You Love Me" music video. How fucking romance! She yeah. She she was hot. Oh. Was hot? She she looks like she has a lot of Botox now. Oh well. Mm. As long as he loves her. <laughs> as long as he, she loves him. As long as he can continue to pay for whatever makes them love each other. Um, Howie made a cameo on the show Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2011, they co-headlined a tour with New Kids on the Block. <laughs> Terrorists aim here. 
New Kids on the Block? Yes. You... Oh, boy. You don't know who New Kids on the Block is? I was waiting to finish the lyric. New Kids on the Block. Suck a, a lot, lot of, of dick. It. Boy, girl groups make me sick. Joe, 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 Joe. Now's not the time, Jesus. Joe. We're in the middle of a presentation. Show some respect for God's sake. Busy's first okay. presentation. Busy, I apologize. Can oh. you please go ahead? Okay. The interruptions. Jesus. Um, in 2011, <laughs> China announced that the Backstreet Boys' I Want It That Way song must be remo- removed from music websites because it had not been submitted to the government for approval. Okay. There goes China. Sure. There goes China. <laughs> Doesn't Not very surprising. Killing Winnie the Pooh again. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, there's a Backstreet Boys cruise. It has sailed six times, and the last one being in 2008. Um, 2018, sorry. Um, the group just celebrated their 27-year anniversary this April. April. Um, they are still touring, still making music. As I said, they were going to have a tour this summer, but it was postponed due to COVID. Um, all of them are still involved and, um, yeah, still together. That's the end of my factual report. I have a few questions that I'm going to ask everyone. Yeah, I, I found don't... that category, by the way, guys. Yeah. You want to hear it yeah, before finally. we go into that? Jesus. I've had it for a while. I just don't interrupt like you fucks. Uh-huh. Jennifer Lawrence, American Hustle was in that category. Great I movie. don't remember the, what the scenes are for these, by the way. Leonardo DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street. Melissa McCartney, Identity Thief. Wait, which? Okay, so this is just music it's a musical involved music, in the a best scene. musical moment. What the fuck was the musical moment in Wolf of Wall Street? That's what I'm saying. Are I don't know. Dancing at the wedding, maybe like, right. like an idiot at the wedding. Especially if it's remember. a maybe it has to be an original song or something. Well, no, this one wasn't an original song. Yeah. Well, it was, their, it was original their original song. I mean, they did a bunch of drugs, so I'm sure there was opportunities. For um, what are the other ones? Will Poulter, We Are the Millers. I think they won pretty I fairly. I have a few memories written down. I don't know if anyone else has any memories that they would like to share about Backstreet Boys or boy bands in general. If not, I'll just move on with mine. <laughs> I have a question before you go into your memories. Okay. Did they dance? Yes. Did they dance? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't remember them dancing. They're very far away. Yeah, they dance. I, in the 90s, I was a white girl, teeny bopper. So I had all things Backstreet Boys. I had their posters covering my walls. I had t-shirts. I had, like, anything that had their faces on it, I had. And so I, one of my biggest memories is just, like, having and making sure that I had everything of Backstreet Boys that I can get my hands on and that my mom would buy me. Uh, Recently, you know, still a fan, I have their last album, I went to their last world tour with some of friends from work. Um, it was awesome. I didn't sit the entire time. I was screaming my head off like I was 10 years old again. Um, and not only, like, am I a fan of them and, like, their music, so, like, I knew all the songs, but also it was just, like, it was, like, a moment of nostalgia for me. Just, like, thinking back as to when I was 10 years old and, you know, going to a concert with my mom back when they were, like, on the Millennium Tour. So, uh, you know, that's a big memory for me. One of the biggest memories, which is going to sound silly because, like, it's a boy band and all they sing is, like, catchy, cheesy, poppy songs. songs. <laughs> but there, there was actually a moment in my life when my mom had ovarian cancer when I was in fourth grade and she was going through treatment my parents sent me and my sister away. 
like, because they just, my dad wanted to, you know, focus on my mom and my mom was so sick. So my sister went to go live with my grandparents for a little bit. And I went to go live with my aunt and uncle for a little bit. And I guess as like a, a parting gift, my dad got me the Millennium album on a cassette. <laughs> like cassette. the day God. it came out, just as like a, you know, here, thank you for doing this for mm-hmm. us kind of thing. And I listened to that album nonstop the entire time. And like for me, it it sounds really weird to say, but like that album like got me through that time because like that was all I could focus on that gave me something to focus and like turn my attention elsewhere than not thinking about my mom. So like that really, that album will always stay a part of me. And like Backstreet Boys will like always have a place in my heart because of that. And I know it sounds silly to like say like, oh, a back, you know, a boy band, a 90s boy band, you know, really affected me like that. But like it did. Mm-hmm. Um, not just be, not to the fact that like their songs are about anything like really serious or anything like that. Just the fact that I had something to keep my attention on. It's a, it was a really big memory for me. What year was this? To 1999. So how old were you? I was nine, ten. In like third, fourth grade. Just like some talking points that I just want to talk about because I'm a fan and just want to, um, show my, uh, fandom of it. <sighs> Besides New Kids on the Block, I really feel like Backstreet Boys paved the way for boy bands in the 90s. Um, New Kids on the Block was, I believe, in like the 80s. And, you know, I feel like they were kind of their own thing. And then Backstreet Boys came along and I feel like all the other boy bands came after. So I will always be a diehard Backstreet Boys fan. And I know there's like that rival like Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC, which apparently like the boys did not have any rivalry between each other. It was just for hype. I will always choose Backstreet Boys over NSYNC because, like, I think that they started it and they were kind of the first ones, so they're just the ones that I just gravitated to the most. I did like NSYNC too. Like, I was a fan of both, but if someone had to ask me which one I liked better, I would probably always say Backstreet Boys. Um, I don't know if anyone else has a preference. Does anyone else? I'm an NSYNC fan. NSYNC? Yeah. Um... I do think NSYNC modernized a little quicker and a little Mm -hmm. better than Backstreet Boys. Um, but I think I I will always like Backstreet Boys because they were the first. I never sought it out. So uh, the only time I would see it is when obviously like an MTV thing or whatever. So it was presented to you. So for whatever reason, maybe just their marketing was better. But I remember more NSYNC. I remember their dances, like their songs, um, their music videos. So it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's why. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, I'll listen to, I'll listen to a song and then for a couple of minutes be like, oh, like, yes, nostalgia, like, that's awesome. And then it's like, okay, like, two songs later, it's like, turn this shit off. Like, I can't listen to this anymore. Um, so Backstreet Boys actually consider themselves a vocal harmony group, which goes back to our conversation about boy bands versus, like, other bands. Yes, I would consider them a boy band. If you're looking at boy bands as the coordinating outfits, coordinating dance moves, you know, kind of thing, then yes, they're definitely a boy band. But I do think they have that extra vocal harmony group that maybe some other bands didn't have. Um, they harmonized wherever they could. So they, I feel like they really tried to um, showcase their talents more so than like just oh, this is just another boy band. They're very inspired by boys to men. 
and they really wanted to be like boys to men. Um, and they kind of really, if they had to categorize themselves, they categorize themselves as new kids on the block look with a boys to men sound. I see that. That's why I said, like, I don't remember their dancing and stuff too much. Like, they would just stand there and sing. Yeah. Yeah. Which they do on, like, a lot of their slower songs and harmonizing songs. Yeah. They definitely do. Um, okay. So, question. Don't know how much feedback I'm going to get. But who is or was or, if you just had to guess, would be your favorite member waiting of for Boys. this since the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would say um, Howie's the quiet one. He had the least amount of singing. Um, he has a lot more singing now, but at the very beginning, he, like, did not sing at all. Um, so he was, like, the quiet one. Um, Kevin was, like, you know, he's older than everyone else, so he was, like, the more mature, more um, kind of dad-like figure. AJ was the bad boy. Mm-hmm. He's the one with the tattoos mm-hmm. and the piercings and the drug addiction and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian was your wholesome, southern, all-American kind of guy. Um, very soulful, you know, is a very faithful guy. And then Nick is just fucking crazy. And he was like the heartthrob, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, you know, he was always like the prankster of the group and all that. So knowing that. AJ was for sure my favorite, especially yeah. back then. And like I said, I was an NSYNC fan, so I can't say I liked him that much. But the tattoos, yeah. he was always wearing a hat and he was wearing sunglasses 90% of the time. Yeah. And it was always like a. All right, he's pretty badass. He was definitely always my favorite, and I think he's aged very well out of them also, (laughs) like now looking at him. Um, But I think the most attractive, I didn't like that Nick shit, but I don't like white, that white look anyways, like the blonde, blue, yeah. So I always thought Kevin was probably the most attractive. Aladdin? Aladdin, yeah. Ooh. Sure. I think um, he's the one who's aged well. I, feel I like think he's Kevin aged well too. Has yes. Always looked like he was thirty or forty, so he's the one who's aged the yeah. most, aged the best. Yeah, probably the best. I don't think but he really went changed. like right at the beginning. He looked a little nerdy, but after the first, I don't know, few years when he started with like the leather jacket and the greaser kind of look. Yeah, that was when I was like, all right, he's cute. And then I want to say a few years after that. He went cleaner again, but a different kind of clean. And I was like, okay, I like him. Mm-hmm. He's he's a different kind of cute. Yeah. Them little white boys, not so much. And Howie, I didn't even know he was Puerto Rican now. Yeah. <laughs> now I know. Thomas? No. Just knowing what you know. I, I don't. You said Brian. He's the best. Yeah, best Brian. Friend. I was going to also say, like, Brian and Howie, just because Puerto Rican Brian. he's not fully Aryan or white, I mean. Now hearing that, like, he Fantastic. had the least amount of. He did singing. He doesn't anymore. He he's, has a lot of singing now. He's the token brown guy back then, which makes me like feel bad for him, but think less of him. Like I and you, I guess you can't even say brown. He's the token coffee with a lot of milk guy. <laughs> so Brian, yeah, Brian, man, the heart condition, wholesome, just the way you explained him or described him. What was the other reason that I liked him? Heart condition. The heart condition, the, and the he he started the oh, lawsuit. The lawsuit. Yeah, lawsuit. yeah, yeah. So Brian is uh, Brian's my guy. David? <laughs> Who's that curly-haired one that one time braided his hair? You're so stupid. Curly-headed fuck. <laughs> Again, how do you know that? <laughs> how do you know He that? loves him. Because no. I'm a white girl. <laughs> well, then. Well, we went to the same middle school, bitch. What the fuck? Like... We didn't. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we, you and him, we went to, to the same I thought school. you went to Silver Lakes or Silver Trail. I went to Silver Trail and oh, opened Falcon Oh, Cove. okay, okay. 
I say Brian. Brian reminds me physically. He reminds me of the the catcher from the rookie. If you remember that movie, the major league catcher, or the no. high school catcher, the high school, the the, the kid. I don't remember. He looks a lot like him, and and his characteristics are very similar. Like he seems very like wholesome for whatever reason. He was. Is it fair to say he was kind of like front and center for a lot of their stuff? He sings the most. Yeah, him so and Nick he was. Sing the most. He was the one like kind of front and center. Nick, I fucking hated Nick. Nick mm. reminds me of of like the older brother from Home Improvement. Like, it's like get the fuck off my my TV screen. Like you're trying too hard. And then, yeah, then when Aaron Carter came out, I was like, oh, Aaron Carter. And it's like, who? Like, Nick Carter's brother. Oh, fuck me. It's like, <laughs> the Carters were like the Kardashians of the 90s. Oh, like, nobody Jesus. fucking cares. Uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say Brian. You remember that video with the Backstreet Boys where they dangled like puppets? Yeah. They dangled what like puppets? I'm dead. By the way, are we going to start after this one doing trivia in the beginning so we could keep it to the theme? Nope. Or are we going to do random trivia? What do you mean random trivia? Like just 90s trivia like we were doing. Let's just keep doing what we were doing. Oh, Except okay. less go. questions. All right. I got to go find them. This time I'm making you guys play so Lizzie can beat David. All right. Five and questions. you can just the be fuck? the distraction. Wow. Wait. Who's the distraction? You. Oh, wait. So you two are playing. You're asking the questions. I'm not answering. <laughs> Basically. Come on, man. I believe what? in you. You got this. Who played Edward Scissorhands? Johnny Johnny Depp. Wow. I said it first. <laughs> how do you, how do you Did change? you know that Nick Carter was briefly in that one? <laughs> That's why I used that Bonus one points first. <laughs> uh, what computer operating system dominated the industry Mac. in the 90s? Dell. Windows. Windows. My Look at this guy. I knew all of those weren't uh, operating systems. You guys said Mac and Dell. Those are all hardware whatever. makers. I didn't listen to it. Me either. <laughs> just, I, just, <laughs> I, just I, just I just heard computer. Nice uh, thinking um, actually worked for me this time. <laughs> enjoy that. Uh, Thanks. Who directed The Green Mile? I actually don't know. Ooh, I don't shit. think she would. I figured uh, this would be David or Thomas. I do have choices for this one. Mm, hold off on it. I am. Jerry Brockheimer? Whatever his name is. Is that it? Brockheimer? Brockheimer? No. Spielberg? No. James That's Cameron. one of the options, though, no. so now I'm going to eliminate that. I'm <laughs> just thinking of 90s no. directors. Throw some names out there. <laughs> James, James Cameron is famous because that motherfucker directs like one movie every 10 years, yeah. and it's like a badass movie. Yeah. Is that what he's famous for? All you gotta yeah. do, man. So like, do. Uh, Terminator, Titanic. I'm gonna go away for 10 years. Yeah, Terminator Avatar. 2, 10 years, yeah. Who is it? Give us the choices. Give us the clues. Okay, well, now you only have two because Thomas Fucking said Thomas. One. Oh, shit. Uh, Ron Howard or Frank Darabont? Ron Howard. Ron Howard? Frank Darabont. <laughs> I've never even heard of that guy. Alright, I, I won that one. I only say Ron Howard because I was thinking Ron Howard before you even said that. I only said Ron uh, Howard because that's the only one I know. Jesus. I don't know who that other guy is. Who was that other guy? I have no idea. Whose song, Because You Loved Me, spent six weeks at the top of the billboards in 96? Celine Dion. Yes. Um, <laughs> this one's going to go to David, though, I think. Ooh. Who became the youngest player to win the Masters in 1997? Tiger Woods. Yes. <gasps> Why did you give her a chance? Damn. Come on, man. Like, who doesn't know that? I, just... <laughs> I was thinking... Not Tiger Yeah, I was thinking tennis. I heard Masters and immediately I was like, tennis. So it was Tiger Woods? <laughs> yes, Tiger Woods. Oh, shit. All right. Who played Hannah, the French-Canadian nurse in The English Patient? Oh, I see her face, but I don't know her name. 
Emma Watson. No. <laughs> Glenn Close. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good guess, right? <laughs> Mail Street. No. Um, I don't know. Judy Dench. Are there options? Judy Dench. No, there's no options. I see her face. I don't know her name. Juliette Binoche. Nope. Yep. Oh, they mention that in Friends, don't they? Juliette Binoche. All right. Um, Who became a star after Sony Music honcho Tony Matola heard her demo tape in his car? Jennifer Lopez. Yes. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Wait, who? Which one was it? Mariah, Mariah Carey. Carey. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thomas is never gonna be right. He's the distraction. He later dated her. Later dated her. He later later dated her. He's a dater later. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> you might be a cunning linguist. <laughs> uh, finish it. <laughs> She's not, nobody knows that. <laughs> but I'm a master dater. <laughs> I'm an okay dater. <laughs> We've, we've done this on a recent episode. Yeah. <laughs> We're just reacting the same shit. How many questions was that? I don't know. I, I feel like it. we reached One the, more. I have one more. Wait, what's yeah. the score? You might get this one. I, I'm two? not keeping score. Uh, I don't know. I two? think he's had two or three. One? It's probably close. Which MLB pitcher threw oh. his seventh no-hitter against the Toronto Blue Jays in 91? Miller Ryan. Yes. <laughs> Damn it, Thomas. Sorry, I was being quiet. <laughs> like, you, did you know that though? I, I mean, it would have taken me longer to guess yeah. it, but ninety-one. Like, as soon as she thing... said seventh no hitter, I was like, no, no, no. Well, I don't do it for this historic event that was Lizzie's first episode. Lizzie, how do you feel? I'm alright. Oh, oh, okay. That's that's what we aim for here. We BSB right. would go BRB. Thanks again for listening and supporting the show. And to continue to support the show, go to patreon.com slash we the nineties and give us money um, and get some more shit from it. Hopefully, once I confirm it with my colleagues here, we'll be doing some mini episodes that will be exclusive to the Patreon. So uh, you can look forward to that at some point. Leave us a rating on iTunes so we can get more ratings. We have eight. We've had eight for the last like two months now. So go and leave us a rating uh, on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to reach us on social media, reach out to us on Instagram at we underscore the 90s, on Twitter at we underscore 90s, and on Facebook we comma the 90s, or you can email us at we the 90s dot podcast at gmail.com. Continue to support the places we always shout out. Outrageous. Outrageous Adventures yeah. in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um Outrageousadventures.com to get some of their mail to you art boxes. Support Glazed Glazed Clemson in Clemson, South Carolina. Support uh, our cousin Brittany and then support her um, partner, lover, uh, partner, Matt, uh, and his new podcast with his friend whose name might be Jamie or Don. Jamie's uh, Brittany. They said so many name jokes in that one. I actually don't know his name now. Yes. Yes. Support uh, Matt and a friend as they talk about life things and segue to logic. And that's it. Peace out.